This is episode 353, Clear Your Blocks Around Decision Making with Kathy. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope that you're having a beautiful day so far. Just want to thank all of you who have been leaving ratings and reviews for the show. It helps so much. I read every single one of them. I appreciate them. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you sticking with me when I was on maternity leave and now I'm back recording these live episodes. We still have some re-airing on Coach's Corner because I haven't been back to doing interviews. I'm finding that I don't want to be away from Athena for very long during the day. It just came out of my fourth trimester. The fourth trimester is the 12 weeks after you give birth. And I'm just starting to feel like I'm starting (laughs) to figure out this new identity and integrating the old way of being and living with this new way. Much more about that in some podcasts that I have coming up. I still have to record the podcast that I promised you all on my fertility and pregnancy journey. That's coming within the next two weeks. And Steph and I are also going to record a podcast on the labor and delivery and just our first few months as parenting because we've gotten requests uh, that many of you want to hear about that. So we're going to share that as well. But for today, I love today's episode because I went a lot of different directions with Kathy. She called in wanting to know about how to make a decision about something. And as you'll hear me say in the episode, and as I'm going to remind you now, the decision I don't know or not now, or I don't have enough information is a decision. I think oftentimes we beat ourselves up that we should decide something. And why can't we decide? And what's wrong with us? Well, often we don't have enough information. And so that pause and that not knowing is the window of time that we need to get clarity. So right now, if you're struggling with a decision, you could decide the decision is, I don't know, and take yourself out of limbo and be okay with that. So as you're listening to this call, consider, is there a certain conversation or question or thought that brings up panic or anxiety in you? Do you really want something in your life, but you're also scared of it? As a child, did you have a lot of opportunity to make decisions or were most of your decisions made for you? Were you very sheltered? Were you very protected? And finally, do you trust yourself? Do you really trust yourself to make a choice and to deal with the consequences of that choice, whatever they may be? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Kathy. Kathy, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much. Uh, I just had a question today just on decision making. So I've just been noticing that I think I might be making decisions a bit out of fear. So it's just um, kind of around relationships. I'm in my 30s. So just about tips to kind of guide decision making that's aligned. So a bit of a kind of background. I met my current boyfriend four years ago. Uh, after a really hard time, probably I would say my rock bottom. So I didn't feel a infatuation phase or butterflies like I've heard you talk about in your Be the Queen program. Mm-hmm. But it's been, you know, a really positive relationship. I feel healed. We've had a lot of mutual growth. But I just have a lingering doubt. Whenever marriage or babies is brought up, 
I feel like kind of full body heat sensations and fear and panic and stress and a bit of dread. So I just like, I think, and I feel that they're really like uh, negative feelings and that, so I was just trying to um, cope with those and was looking for some guidance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure you've thought about this. Do you have any sense of what it's about or what is triggering those feelings? Uh, I think it's a bit about decision-making. I've made a couple of big decisions in my past, some that turned out really good and some that turned out really bad. And, you know, I like all of us yeah, <laughs> reading expectation hangover. I know that um, I was doing the best I could at the time. So, you know, I've realized that now, but I think it's just about those big decisions and the stress, like maybe mm-hmm. not trusting my decision-making. Yeah. So when you were growing up, um, were you really encouraged to make a lot of decisions or did you have more of a strict family, strict household where decisions made for you? I was very sheltered, but I don't think I built much resilience. I didn't really have any problems. It was, yeah, I think that not facing big issues and having to work them out myself, maybe I didn't develop that. Yep. Yeah. So did you ever hear the interview I did with Stephen Kessler on personality patterns on the podcast? Um, potentially. So the rigid personality pattern is one where our parents were, you know, either too strict or we were sheltered or they made a lot of decisions for us. And it develops because we don't develop a sense of trust in our own inner wisdom. And whenever we have trouble making decisions, it usually means that we don't really trust our own inner wisdom. We don't trust ourselves because if you trusted yourself fully, you wouldn't agonize over decisions. And everyone to some degree agonizes over decisions from time to time, especially big decisions. And anyone who struggles over decisions doesn't necessarily mean that they fit into the rigid personality pattern, but you do check a big box of being really sheltered and not, not really having the opportunity to make bad decisions as a child and fall on your face and let that be okay. And that's one of the hard things in parenting because you want to protect your kids and you want to shelter them and you want to protect them from pain. But if you didn't have a lot of experience of making decisions that maybe didn't turn out too well and seeing that you were okay, that never really got imprinted as a child. Yeah. And I feel like I really can like feel into that. And I, um, I kind of think of myself as a bulldozer. Like I made some such life-changing decisions, just like not thinking about that it would end negatively at all. It was just like, this will work out. Like just like kind of toxic positivity thinking, thinking everything will be fine. And then when I finally faced some negative ramifications, I was like, wow. So it was just well, I think, a bit of a shock. Yeah. So can you give me an example? So putting a job on hold and moving overseas, for six months just thinking my current job would be fine or buying property just on a whim. And what was so bad about those decisions? We'll say for the job one, when I came back, it wasn't as positive as I thought and and I ended up losing that job that I'd loved so much. And what did you learn in that process? Probably just to be more consultative, think of others in your decisions, like, yeah, it was probably like to not be so selfish and like just think how that my decisions affect others. But why did you need to make that decision at the time? 
I don't want you to teach me the lessons you learned in terms of like, I'm a good girl and I learned my lessons because I made a mistake. I want you to see like, what was actually positive about that decision? What did you get from that going abroad or that time away from the job or that, that time that you were quote unquote selfish, but maybe you were actually just self-honoring. What did you, what did you receive? Uh, Well, it, it kind of set up my whole career really in a positive light. Like it was like an amazing career move. Mm-hmm. So it, it then, yeah. But you're holding it as you did something wrong. Yeah. It just led to a very, um, like a rock bottom time. Right. But it set up your whole career. And how much did yeah. that rock bottom time wake you up? <laughs> how yeah, much did you get into personal development? How much did you learn about yourself? How much yeah. did you need that? Made me find your podcast. There you go. <laughs> well, that was yeah. worth it. Just that alone was worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. So here's the other thing that I notice with so many people, especially those of us that relate to the rigid personality pattern. And for everybody, just go back and listen to my coach's corner with Stephen Kessler. If you want to learn more about that, the rigid personality pattern also comes with a very fierce inner critic. So oftentimes we're not so afraid of making the wrong decision. We're afraid of our future self. That's going to beat the crap out of us. Mm-hmm. If we think mm-hmm. we're gonna, we didn't make the right decision. So on a scale of one to 10, how hard are you on yourself if you think you did something wrong or made the wrong decision? Yeah, I'd say pretty hard. Like I, I'd like to put steps in to achieve a goal and it's just, yeah, I think of things really logically. So yeah, I never really like go from my heart. It's all like logical and arranged. And mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think I'd be pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. And the decision about marriage and children, which is what you brought up as the example, do you think that's a head decision or a heart decision? Um, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm just concerned that I'm not feeling excited kind of about that with my partner. Mm-hmm. Well, concerned or paying attention and using it as information. Because again, there's always a lens we look through in things. And if you're sort of holding, I, you know, don't want to make a bad decision. I should feel more excitement about this. There's already like a negative lens in which you're looking at this rather than going, rather than being curious. If there's one word I could give you, it would be let yourself be more curious. How can you be more curious about the feeling that you're having? Because maybe this isn't the right person to be having this with, or maybe you are not ready, or maybe you have some healing of your own family that you need to deal with. A lot of times we resist marriage and children because our family of origin wounds are still really raw. And our own inner child is like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not, I don't want to get into this again. And so we think it's our present day self that's feeling the resistance or lack of excitement, but really it's more of that inner child that may be feeling that. Does that make sense? I haven't looked into that aspect and yeah, that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the tone of your voice just sort of changed. You sort of perked up a little bit. (laughs) What, what sort of information or insights came through? Just looking at it, not from like, I have to decide, I have to, like not fair for me to like, be dilly-dallying like this to more thinking why why is this coming up and yeah why why am I resisting and could there be a reason 
So just, yeah, looking at it from that angle. Yeah. And instead of why, I want you to go, hmm, see how why sounds so much more like an interrogation than hmm. Like if I did something that my husband didn't like that I did, he's like, why did you do that? I'd feel defensive. But if he's like, hmm, that was interesting. You did that. Help me understand. Mm. How open am I the second time versus when I feel like I'm being interrogated? So it's more, it's more about the curiosity. It's more about, hmm, interesting. What is this sensation? What is this feeling? What is this lack of excitement? or anxiety that I'm feeling when this comes up. Hmm. Let me be curious about that. Yeah. And just journaling with that thought pattern. Well, let's be curious right now. So take yourself, close your eyes for a moment and take yourself into a situation where your partner brings up marriage and kids and family and all that. Mm. And let me just be curious. So what do you notice in your body? I don't feel anything right now, but I just feel kind of like a bit of a bit of panic. Mm-hmm. Okay, just, so stop there. Panic. So just stop at the panic, and just go into the panic. Usually, with panic, we're afraid something's going to happen, and this may not be your current day self that's afraid. But just ask any part of you that will answer. What are you afraid is going to happen? What are you scared of? Yeah, it's not really clear. Just maybe that kind of locked in aspect or just, or maybe just not like not being comfortable with not knowing. Not knowing what? Like if it will all work out. Like What's your definition of working out? just having being happy like that we were a right match we were aligned we can make each other happy for the long term were your parents happy with each other um they were kind of best friends did everything together yeah I'd say they were happy mm-hmm. yeah great great not like explosive laughter like you know it's a fun circus but more just like we really respect and love each other and they're going to do it all activities together. So maybe actually a bit codependent. Mm. So you have some good modeling and some unhealthy modeling, (laughs) right? And I'm just asking all these questions because I'm curious. Notice I'm not Mm. probing for a solution. Yeah. I'm just being curious with you. Mm. And more is unraveling and more is unfolding. Mm. You're putting so much pressure on yourself to get clarity. Whenever we have pressure on ourselves to get clarity, there's no clarity. Mm. And usually we're putting pressure on ourselves to get clarity because we want control. Yep. Oh, I definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so perhaps part of the reason this is happening as well is for you to learn a little bit more about surrender mm. and learn a little bit more about being in acceptance of what is and learn a little bit more about being okay with not knowing. Yeah. So I don't think it's so much about making a decision. It's partly that. It's also being in the in-between, being in the unknown. 
and being curious about this, not making it mean anything yet, because the mind is going to want to make it mean he's not the right person or I have issues, or maybe I don't want a family or it's mind's going to come up with all kinds of reasons. Yeah. But the intuition and the inner wisdom will just be curious and look for, okay, when we have feedback like this, like my partner brings this up, I don't feel excitement. I feel a sense of panic. That's feedback. Hmm. Let me be curious. I've connected some dots. I know that there's a part of me that's afraid of making the wrong decision because I wasn't really given a lot of autonomy as a child to make quote unquote wrong decisions and learn that I was okay. I also have this inner critic that loves to beat me up. So I'm afraid of my future self if I make the wrong decision. I also really love control. So, you know, going into something where I can't control it, like you can't control a marriage, you can't control parenting, <laughs> you can't control any of those things. You can obviously control, have some degree of control in terms of who you choose to do it with or whether or not you choose to have children. But there's so much we don't have control over that we want it. We want to have control over. So with matters of the heart, and I agree with you, it's a head and a heart decision, but a heart has to lead first. Mm. If your head is leading your decisions, you will come more from fear mm. because the head is always, the heart's job is to make decisions from love and the head's job is to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. So it's great when the heart leads and then the head can kind of come in and go, mm, maybe not such a great idea. But if the head leaves too, leads too much, then the heart never gets a chance to speak. Yeah. I think it's really that, that interaction, like just kind of overthinking everything. Yeah. 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 So if you were just to drop into your heart, And the answer may be, I don't know. And that's okay. If you were just to drop into your heart, how do you feel about, not necessarily to this current person, but how do you feel about having a family? Oh, I'd love that. Beautiful. So you're clear. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm clear on. Okay. So can you see you have made a decision? (laughs) Yeah. So really the the decision is about, is it with this person? Is that accurate? Yeah. Or, or is it the right time? Yeah, that's my decision. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yep. And the decision right now is, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But if you keep going into panic every time it's brought up, that's going to block clarity. Mm. Yeah. So let me just ask you, just because I'm curious, what are your concerns with this current partner? What feels a little off about it? Um, I think just maybe because we're from different cultures, I can just expect like just a bit of a harder logistical life. Like we're from different countries. (laughs) I don't know you and Steph are as well, but just like kind of the logistics about how that works and where we live and how's it been working so far? It's been good. It's been yeah, it's been fine. But I just don't know if um it'll be this way forever. Like living where I want to live, you know. I just I just think that we'll have to make a I would have to make a lot of compromises in the future. 
And I imagine this is stuff that you've talked about with your partner. Yeah. And what does he say? He's very open, but obviously would like to be closer to his country. But I just don't know. I just sometimes feel that he's not being honest and that he he really does want to move back home or be, and that then I'll be pressured later to do that and it'll, everything will fall apart. And you've discussed this with him? Not that fear. He kind of assures me that that wouldn't be the case. But yeah, I haven't like um, totally pinpointed that and Mm. asked that specific questions. Okay. Well, one of the things that breeds panic is when we're not honest fully. Yeah. So I think another choice or decision you could make is to be as honest as you can be Mm. and as vulnerable as you can be with your fears. You need to have these microscopic truth conversations of, I love that you're bringing up having children with me and I notice my insides feel twisted and I feel this lump in my gut and here's why. These are my fears. I'm just going to lay them out for you. Wow. Yeah. I love that strategy. Like I I feel like I have a real history of not being a hundred percent honest, hiding things I'm doing or decision-making like applying for jobs overseas and things in past relationships. So yeah, I think that's really what I have to do. I love that. Yeah. 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 But it scares me. It really, yeah. Well, yeah, but making the wrong decision scares you more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So pick, pick your scary. Mm. If I were you, I'd rather have the scary that prevents me from regret down the road. Yep. Yep. I really like this way forward. Yep. Good. Does this give you some clarity? Yes. I like it. So thank you, Kathy, for this question. I think so many people can relate to this, not necessarily about a relationship decision, but I know that many of us agonize over, am I going to make the right choice or what choice should I make? And probably many of you can also relate to that feeling of panic when a certain subject comes up. And I'm going to skip to kind of the end of the episode because I want to talk about the panic. So when we have that that panic that comes up, it often is because of unspoken fear. And that was a big aha moment for Kathy. She realized, oh my gosh, I am not speaking my fears. I'm really not telling the microscopic truth. I'm not really being honest. That's why I'm so panicky. So I'm gonna say that again, unspoken fears will create panic. So if there's a conversation you need to have, if there's something you need to vent, if there's something you need to voice, a fear, a concern, whatever it is, I encourage you to do so. Otherwise, it's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow into more panic and more anxiety. So backing up to the beginning of the conversation, we talked about the rigid personality pattern. And you can go back and listen to the Coach's Corner I did with Stephen Kessler, but don't get too hung up on the personality patterns. I think all of us, whether we identify with that pattern or not, have moments, have certain decisions that are difficult to make. I know for me, some decisions in life, super easy. Other decisions, really challenging. And that's just how humans are designed. You know, we, we have different struggles and we don't want to make the wrong choice. And I think we're so afraid of failure we're so afraid of our future selves. We're so afraid of something bad happening that we just want to make the perfect decision. 
But something that I learned in my personal development journey is there's, there's no right or wrong decision. There's only the choice you make. And then you deal with the consequences moving forward. And for Kathy, I think she's so afraid of her future self of making the wrong decision that she's really not giving herself any grace to really trust herself. And I also noticed, and I didn't say this to Kathy, but I also noticed she has a pattern of just being hard on herself and beating herself up. Like she talked about those life-changing decisions that didn't turn out so well. But when I dug for what was positive about it, she said it was an amazing career move, but she's focusing on what went wrong. And as long as she focuses on what went wrong, she's going to take that same lens into this current decision. She's going to be like, oh my gosh, in the past, I made this decision. There was all this bad stuff that happened. And now there's this other decision in front of me and all this bad stuff could happen instead of going, hey, I made that choice. And look, it set me on my amazing career path. So what we pay attention to grows. And if you're looking through the lens of negativity, you're going to see more of that. Now, you know, anyone who's listened to this show, I am not one to bang the drum of toxic positivity. I, I keep it really real here. However, it's important not to get too caught up in looking at the negative. We also want to look at what lessons were learned, what was good about it, and be really honest with ourselves in that way too. The other big thing with Kathy was taking the concern and transforming it into curiosity. If we're curious about something, then we can get more information. Then our intuition is likely to come in more. But when we have this concern, 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 we're in our head, we can't connect to our intuition, and we feel like we're in a pressure cooker. So like I said in the beginning of the episode, take the pressure off, make the decision be no decision, and just see what unfolds. And especially important for Kathy, have the honest conversations. So there were several components here. There was this kind of inability or fear of making a choice because she had parents that protected her and sheltered her from a lot of things. There's this fierce inner critic. There's this need to control. There's not having the best role models in terms of her own parents. There's thinking he's maybe not the right fit. So there's, there's a lot of overthinking as well. When I asked her to drop into her heart, and asked her if she'd like to have a family. She said yes, very quickly. So she, she has made a decision. Now it's just, is it with this person? And I encourage her and all of you to let your head and heart work together. If we're only in our head, we're just concerned about staying safe. If we're only in our heart, it's just about love, love. What does love want? What does the heart want? So they need to work together. And I often like for the heart to lead because it sometimes gives us better guidance than the head. And then the head can come in and go, okay, like, is this a safe choice? But if we go from safety first, we're constantly going to be looking for the negatives. We're constantly going to be looking for danger. And so, Kathy, if you're listening, and to all of you, I encourage you, open your heart more. Let your heart choose. Let your heart decide. Your head will be there to back you up. But if you're only living in your head and you're not in that place of curiosity, then you're not fully opening your heart to the possibilities, not fully opening your heart to love. And if Kathy is so in her head and in her concerns about this guy, then is she really truly opening her heart to him? And if she did open her heart to him, what miracles would unfold? What depth of connection would unfold? What clarity would come? But by playing it safe to protect her from getting hurt, she's missing out on the potential and possibility of love. When we play it too safe, we block love and we don't really get to see what's possible. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. 
Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.